Welcome to the Melodramatic Podcast. This week, we are talking about Billy Joel and his t- biggest hits. And today, we have Sam as our guest. Hi. So I'd just like to interject here really quick before we play the intro music. There were connection issues during this recording that we weren't really aware of. And on the recording, you can actually hear it sometimes. It'll speed up or slow down or it'll kind of get garbled. And I edited the best I could, but there's just some times where I couldn't undo the speed up, the little stutter. So yeah, we fixed this problem for future episodes. This shouldn't be happening again, but yeah, just uh, be aware that there might be uh, some stutters every now and then. It's not too bad, so hopefully you guys still enjoy the episode. It was a great episode. Here it is. Okay, so first we're going to talk about just the non-music specific stuff, because according to the listeners, that's what you guys actually like the most. What I've heard feedback from King Kai is basically like my feedback guy. He's the biggest fan of the podcast. And he'll tell me, he'll be like, you know what I want to hear more of? He says, I want to hear more about high school stuff. Because sometimes these albums you talk about, I have no idea what they are. So I'm kind of trying to make everything a bit more, well, not more. How about less specific to just like niche music? So first, could you tell us a bit about cross country? Um, yeah, so I'm a junior this year, and I did cross country my freshman year, while also doing tennis. But then my sophomore year, I just did tennis, and I came back to cross country this year. And um, we have an amazing team. Honestly, I don't love running at all. But the coaches and the team are just absolutely amazing. And it's such a positive space. And um, even, you know, non runners do it. And I guess you become a runner, but it's a really fun sport. And there's a lot of, it's, it's team, it's team central or it's central around that. And it's really cool. But yeah, I think that's kind of interesting that it's technically an individual sport, but you guys have got like a really big team. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It it is a weird, it is an individual sport, but it is, it is a team. We talk about that. And our coach has a huge focus on it's us as a team and helping each other, talking to each other, communicating with each other. That's a big part of it. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. I know a lot of people who run, none of them say they like to run. They're like, yeah, it's always the team that keeps them going. Yeah. That's uh, most people I talk to. They say the same thing, even on the team. There are a couple who just, they do enjoy the running. But yeah, a lot of people don't like it. It really is just the social aspect of it, the camaraderie. Yeah, I think those team dynamics are really valuable. So now that we've kind of touched on some high school sports, there was another high school thing that happened to you recently. You were on junior prom royalty. Do you think you could kind of tell us a bit about that experience? <laughs> um, it, it was an experience. Um, I remember... I remember when I, I was in my um, my 1040 class and this is when they were crowning people and all of the student council just filed into the class and I and I was like oh I guess they're crowning someone and I did not think it was me and they they said my name and someone came over and put a little crown on my head 
It's like it was from Burger King or something, but it was great. And that, like, I was just shocked. I was genuinely just shocked, and I, I like, couldn't function for a minute because I was so surprised. Um, and then, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess that part was really, it was really fun and exciting. I was nervous. And then we met with other royalty after school. They gave us a paper. We filled out a questionnaire because they talk about it during the assembly. And then they told us the schedule for the week and then blah, blah, blah. You know, we do all that stuff in the week. And then we have the assembly and, you know, we dress up, we wear, you know, the girls, you know, we all, everyone, the dresses and the guys are all formal and you get coupled up with people. And the guy I was coupled with, I'd known him since first grade. So that was nice. And, um, you know, during the assembly, we had to do that walk on thing. I don't know. Does, does Snow Canyon do that? Like, uh, we do our assemblies, so yeah, we do that, but we do an assembly twice. So we have like half twice. the school. Yeah, so oh. it's the exact same assembly twice. Like on the first one, the upper floor goes, and then on the second one, the lower floor goes. So basically, they dress up for a skit, and then they like quickly change into their dress and their like formal wear and stuff. And then they change back into their skit wear, and then they change back, so... There's, like, a lot of changing, but they do that. It's just, like, really quick. Okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, ours ours felt like a lot, but all we did is we um we greeted people walking in, and then we were, you know, we were already dressed up and dance wear, and then our, our I guess, our quote-unquote skit was, like, you know, walking out on there with your partner and doing something. And then after that, we changed it to our normal clothes, and then... <laughs> The theme of our dance was cars, like Wonderful Pixar theme. cars, which was hilarious. And I loved it so much. I love cars. It was my favorite movie as a kid and still is. But um, basically our mini game, the game we played after dressing up, we were in cardboard boxes. <laughs> you, you and your partner were each in a cardboard box that was connected. And there was a balloon dragging behind you. It was connected with a string, and basically everyone was trying to stomp on someone else's balloon. And we ran in a circle <laughs> in the gym. And it was so embarrassing. And even as a cross country kid, I, I was not thrilled. <laughs> and the kid who was my partner was like our best 400 meter sprinter runner. So that was scary because he was going way too fast. <laughs> so it was. Yeah, that was, I guess that was kind of the highlights of royalty. And then we had our dance and stuff. And I, it was weird. It, it was, I guess it wasn't as big as it felt like it was when other people talked about it. But it was still fun. Well, I'm glad to hear that you had fun. But you know what else is fun? Stealing ideas from other podcasts. You and I are both only children. And... Uh... That creates quite an interesting life, I would say, is one way to put it. So we've taken inspiration. Uh, We copied the Emma Chamberlain podcast where she goes over a list of 15 dead giveaways that you're dealing with an only child. (laughs) And she decides whether or not they're accurate. And we're just going to copy her. We're going to use the exact same list and then say whether or not we agree with it. Okay, sounds good. I've got the list right here. 15 dead giveaways you're dealing with an only child by Best Life is the source of this list. So number one, they're independent to a fault. 
Um, that's uh, that's a good one. I I guess in some ways, sometimes I don't want help from other people, and I won't I won't till I guess till I get desperate, <laughs> and I maybe really need to because I messed up or something like that. Um, uh, and I guess so. I guess that's part of the only child is that you do kind of rely on yourself a lot to get, or I guess it depends on how you grew up, but I don't know. What's, what's that for you? you well, I, I would say that I agree with this, but I would get rid of the to a fault part because honestly, like for me, I remember one time, like my guitar amp, like something got jammed in it and I was trying to fix. I couldn't fix it. And I was like, Hey dad, can you come help me fix this? And he was like, wow, you've never asked for help before you, you never asked for help. And I was like, yeah, but I've never needed help before. So like, it's not that I won't, it's just that I don't like, so I feel like for only children, they tend to be more capable. And so when they're more independent, it's like they won't ask for help, but do they always need help? Like, that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think taking out to a fault does definitely um, make it more more accurate. At least yeah, and maybe that's just us being like, yeah, nothing negative, nothing negative. <laughs> yeah, I just, and I think it's just such an extreme to say to a fault. Because generally there aren't many people. I mean, there are independent people, but I think especially just as kids right now, I don't know. I just don't know a lot of people who are that independent. Yeah, but... I agree. Especially as teenagers, I feel like there's like such an emphasis on social stuff that I feel like a lot of the time people don't choose to be independent, even if they're like able to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, that's totally right, honestly. Okay, we've got number two now. They're more sensitive. <laughs> um, in my case, you know, I don't know. I, I think yes, although, like, as a kid, my mom always said, like, you know, what's, it, what's the phrase, like, have toughen up, like, have thick skin. I was going to say toughen up your skin. <laughs> I think she's, have you heard, you know, when people say that? Yeah, I've heard that one. And so my mom always would say that, and she always had an emphasis on, like, you know, like, don't be upset about this or whatever. And, and not in, in a bad way. It was really just that. So in a lot of ways, I feel like maybe I've learned in that way to not be sensitive. But then yeah, sometimes I, I am. So I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I think it depends. Well, but... I would agree because I had, I had the same, pretty much the same thing where it's, like, specific focus on avoiding that issue. So maybe that just comes from like parenting versus like nature versus nurture, maybe, I suppose, is what I'm getting yeah. at. But <laughs> the specific reason the article gives is that siblings take jabs at you and only children don't mm -hmm. have siblings to take jabs at them. I'm like, that's like not a valid reason to like come to this conclusion. Yes. Yeah, I, I like, don't think it is either. Because it's like we still have friends, you know, like that's right. a thing. Exactly. Yes, that's what I was thinking is that like my friends... Like, yeah, I would get <laughs> bullied is a strong word. I jokingly say that. I wasn't bullied. But we give each other a hard time, you know? Exactly. You could take it hurt, like, the wrong way if you wanted, but none of us ever did. And, you know, maybe at first it was it felt harsh, but you, you, you get used to that over time. Like, in elementary school, I think it's a lot of times when it starts. And then by now, it's like, you make fun of your friends. That I make fun of my friends a lot. And they do, too. You know, it goes full circle all around. And so I don't think not having siblings deprives you of that as long as you have a social circle. Yeah, so I agree with that. And I think we're going to discredit number two, completely inaccurate. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Number three, we kind of talked about this already. It says they won't ask you for help. Hmm. Um, trying to think. Um, I mean, I disagree because, like, if I need it, I'll ask. But it's just rare that I do ask. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think. I think if I work on something for so long, and I just like I genuinely I'm stumped I'm stuck whatever then I will so it's not that I won't I just prefer to figure things out on my own because I guess personally like I feel embarrassed to ask for help so I don't know if that's an only child thing but that's for me personally but I still it's not I won't I will try to accept help too when it's offered yeah I would definitely agree so um interesting um I feel like this one's like 50% correct. <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of cheating, but let's go for 50%. Okay. <laughs> okay, number four, they need their alone time. Oh, that's, uh, that's a good one. Um, I don't really I, know if we could argue against this one. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like a common thing for most people I feel like yes exactly and I mean right with this type of article you're gonna get stuff that could apply to other people as well because it's personality traits but I definitely think I think I just need a little bit of long time but I I enjoy spending more like I enjoy spending time with my friends right and so I guess that's the thing though is like you can still be social and still enjoy doing all that, but still want a little bit of alone time. And Yeah, exactly. And so I guess in a sense, yes, I enjoy I enjoy my alone time. I really do, but not to an extreme. If that, or not, I don't know if extreme is the right way to put it, but it's not. I don't think I need too much of it. I, I guess it sounds horrible. I think I need more alone time for my family, which sounds horrible because <laughs> you're an only child, right? <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like that makes a lot more sense, though. Yeah, I'm being totally, you know, silly on that note. But, and my family's great, you know, everyone. It's just, I don't, maybe, and I wonder, I've always wondered, like, being an only child, maybe because there is no, (laughs) Kanye, yes. But, like, I wonder because there's not that much diversity in your family, as weird as that sounds, because I almost get sick because I'm faster, which sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. It's like a sitcom. (laughs) but maybe I don't know I don't know I mean do you like relate at all like kind of wanting more alone time from your family oh definitely like because honestly because when you're stuck with them so long you have like your like shared world it sounds weird when I word it like this but imagine you have like a shared world you have your own world and then you have like your social world and like lots of the time you're going to be spending it in like your family world most of the time And then you go to school, you go with your friends, you have your social world. And it doesn't matter that you're with other people. It's just separate from your home world, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you've got your work life, your home life. It's kind of like that is the way I look at it. Yeah, that's cool. I like the way you put that, like different worlds. That's, that's, That's a good way to put it. And I can totally envision that, the different worlds. Yeah, but so I guess in a nutshell, I like my alone time. In a, you know, in a certain sense, I guess, away from my family, but it's not to an extreme, I guess. 
Yeah, definitely. So I think number four gets a pass. <laughs> now we're on to number five. They are overachievers. Oh. <laughs> um, um, I would disagree. I think everybody else is just an underachiever. Case closed. Salt. No, I'm kidding. Cra- um, that's crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, I would agree with this one. Um, I agree too. I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe that's part of being the only kid or only child is, and I'm sure it depends on your parents, but um, there is more opportunity to focus on you as a child and your parents, I mean, at least mine put me in a lot of extracurriculars. And in those things, I always wanted to do the best, be the best. And when I was younger, I was super competitive. And, and I guess I still am now. It just, it's toned down or it only comes out with certain things. But, and I guess, I guess in a lot of aspects, it's, it's a yes. It definitely is. Yeah, I would definitely agree with this one. And I think Maybe because, so you and I, we both have, our moms are from Central America. And so (laughs) that adds like another layer of you have to overachieve, I kind of feel like. There's like expectations that you have to meet. So like for us to overachieve, we have to really overachieve. Like (laughs) like to just be like the regular level, I feel like is already raised up in the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yes, honestly, you're you're right on the money. It really is like the the sounds bad, like the Hispanic bomb. The, the level of being an overachiever is higher than it's kind of like Tiger Moms, you know the joke. Like it it is it's it's up there. It's higher, the higher level, and it's it's just. I mean, I think over time, like really it just came down to like my parents and were like hey we just want to make sure you're getting good grades but that's always been happening since sixth grade and so uh, I think now I mean yeah I guess now there's still expectations of like AP classes and like I just took the ACT so (laughs) they're probably hoping I'll get a good score but they were actually really chill with that and that's the thing too I feel like over time it's changed like they were like hey if this is your first time taking it you still have next month like we'll see what happens did you study for it? I did. I did. Yeah. I should have done that. Oh, did you take it? Yeah, I took it. Oh. I didn't study sweet. though, so. <laughs> I, I I guarantee you'll still get a higher score than me. I, that's just, I'm that person who I can study. And then I always, you know, those people who don't study still do better than me. So. <laughs> Maybe next time we can compare who got the higher score. We can break down the categories. Okay, well, that actually is a nice segue because we're talking about smarts. And number six is they're wise beyond their years. Oh. This one, one I agree with. (laughs) It's like very self-congratulatory, but I agree with. (laughs) I agree. I agree on that for you. Um, I... I don't know about myself. I mean, I, I in a sense, uh, wise, wise. I'm trying to think. I mean, I hope I'm wise to a certain extent. I just don't know beyond my years. I mean, I feel like part of that only child thing where that comes from is you talk with your parents so much. Exactly. Right? Like, they, they, there's no one else to talk to when you're, you know, when you're doing things. And so your parents, and, and everyone's parents are different, but at least mine, they always have talked to me about real things 
uh, since I've been, you know, since I can remember. And so, and also, I, uh, there's something about, like, we have a lot of family friends who are older than me. Like, I don't have any cousins my age. None at all. And most of my mom's family is in Costa Rica. And so I very, I have a very small family. And only a few people are here in the United States. And so basically, whenever we hung out with our family, it was with adults. And so I feel like talking to adults a lot and just primarily your parents, I guess maybe you do, I guess that kind of does give you that lives beyond your years sort of, you know. Yeah, that's where I think it comes from. And I'd like to give a shout out to Miles Morales, the most (laughs) famous one of us of all. And uh, he's got a line that I kind of agree with where he says, what can I say? I'm just an extremely emotionally intelligent guy beyond my years so shout out to miles for that yeah i love that line okay so oh wait go on Mm -hmm. oh i i just sorry i was gonna say i i would i would agree with it too i mean i think you just get a little bit more of that depends on it's different for everyone but i definitely say you're a wise guy too so yep 100 percent. number six gets a pass (laughs) Okay, so we've got number seven. They know how to keep themselves amused. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I'd say that gets a yes from me because even though, like, I would, I would still do social things and hang out with people, whatever, as a kid. But when I was home alone, like, you just find things to do. I, you know, you just, you really do just learn how to entertain yourself. And I guess that's part of enjoying your own time. And I truly do enjoy just spending time with myself and doing whatever. And yeah, I'd say it gets a yes, for sure. What about you? Yeah, I think this one gets a yes. And it's so funny. I was, like, a couple months ago, I was in debate class and we weren't really doing anything. And like on the side counter, there were these two plastic cups. And I wasn't really doing anything. I was I was about to be bored, okay? So I grabbed them. <laughs> I put them like rim to rim and then I would flip it up and try to catch the bottom in the other cup. And I made like this little game and I did that for like half an hour because my phone was like low on battery, (laughs) which by the way, my phone has never died ever. So I just want all you listeners to know my phone has never died. Cat. No, it's never died. That's crazy. How? You just pay attention that much? I put low battery mode. Well, I charge it like every night. And if it ever gets below 20%, I'll charge it. And then I put it on low battery mode if I know I'm going to be away from a charger for a long time. So it's just never died. Wow. That's a little, little hidden talent there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally not guilty of, you know, my phone. My phone's also horrible in it. In it. It's it's really bad. So if it dies, I can just blame it on that. That's but. true. That's that's a fair excuse. So I think number seven <laughs> gets a pass. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The number eight, they loathe to admit when they're wrong, and uh, this one right off the bat, this is incorrect because they're never wrong. So. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. Well, so it's incorrect. Really. No, it's correct though. Like. yeah i guess what do you think oh i think it's definitely incorrect because like if i'm wrong it means like i didn't mess up like you know what i mean like 
you're on a path, right? And like before you get lost, you have to miss a turn so many times. Like, you know what I mean? Where if it's to the point where I'm actually wrong or like lost, I guess, in this analogy, it means I missed the turn so many times and I'm not about to admit that. Because like you're not just wrong once. You have to be like so incredibly wrong. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. This sounds bad. I guess I already have the idea that I'm not right. With certain, well, I'm always, I'm, I am I am worried about being wrong. Like I always am worried about being wrong or not being 100% sure about something. And so I'm prepared to be wrong. And so if I am, then, I, then I'm like, I'm so sorry I was wrong. And so I, I guess I don't, like I'm okay with saying I was wrong. I'm sure it depends on what it could be if it was something extreme. But I'd rather just apologize for being wrong than not. than just, you know, and it's not something I loathe or worry about necessarily. Like, I don't want to be. I'm worried, but not in the sense that I'm upset, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think this one gets like a 50-50 cherry split on this one. Yeah. Okay, then we've got number nine. They're super close with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's I, I correct, it but we're also really annoyed with them. So, like, for sure, <laughs> I, I like it's correct, but there's like a duality to that that I think they don't really consider here. Yeah, um, and I'm sure you know everyone's parents are going to be different, and you and I have talked, and our, <laughs> our parents <laughs> are similar in so many ways. It, it's really crazy. And so maybe that's what's going to make this tougher is that we, you know, there's, we're not going to know what the, what the, old, the other only children out there think. But um, sometimes my mom and I, we do get along. And then other times we're really unhappy with each other. And maybe that's the mother daughter thing, but like, and, you know, and I'm being a bratty teen, but, but I get, I just get so frustrated because my parents are a little bit more old school. At least in regards, in comparison to my other friends, which I guess it isn't fair to compare, but naturally I'm going to anyways. <laughs> and I, I mean, I am close with them in the sense that, you know, it's, you know, it's just them, um, there's no siblings, but in other ways I get frustrated. I mean, that's just the teen years and it'll be different when I'm an adult. But yeah, I think it's like you're saying the duality of it. It's, there's just, you know, it, there's two parts to it. Yeah. And then, like, the other thing is, like, how much of that is attributed to, like, cultural differences versus, like, the siblings thing? <laughs> so, like, there's just layers once you get down to it. But I, I think I would agree mm-hmm. with nine. Yeah, I would, I would, too. Okay, number 10 puts us in a bad light. It says they're not great at sharing. Oh. <laughs> um, I would say ooh, I'd say it depends as weird as it sounds I think it's I'd say no usually because I disagree with that wait did it say they're bad at sharing yeah they're bad at sharing okay I'd say I disagree because my mom and I don't know if this is another cultural thing um but huge on manners absolutely huge on manners yep. and, and when I hung out with friends I also meant you so this I think this is more, more where I mean cultural that she's a big thing on like whenever someone's in your house you offer food 
you do whatever stuff like this and that's a big part of the sharing if you have food you offer something like she'd get so mad at me if I ate something in front of someone and didn't oh my gosh yes, which, yes, which maybe time. happened once because she was or okay, maybe more than one I don't remember what the context is but it was like I was like mom I asked them if they wanted any and they didn't and she'd still be upset like don't eat it you know there's just this whole this part of it where it's like this focus on manners and part of that is sharing and so and I guess that's in regards to foods but also other things as well so I'd say I'd say no but yeah I would agree but I I will I would agree in our scenario but I feel like most only children probably wouldn't be great at sharing like I I know some only children who are pretty bad at sharing who like didn't get that conditioned out of them but I definitely had that conditioned out as well so (laughs) okay Number 11 says compromise isn't always easy. And this is one that I'm going to have to have a hard disagree on. Oh, that was it. Compromise isn't always. Sorry. <laughs> I like yeah. Compromise, compromise isn't always oh, no. easy. That's a hard. That's a bit. I'm going to disagree because to me in, in a compromise, both sides have to like give ground and I'm always willing mm-hmm. to give ground as long as I get some. So like you might not like the deal, but if you're the one who doesn't take it, it's not my fault you didn't compromise. Like, I think that's my mentality. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I guess same here. I mean, I, 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 in a situation, or in a situation where that's a possibility is making a compromise. Like, that's what I go for. That's what I want to do. Because I want, I want that, like, maybe, like you said, not everyone's, not that not everyone's going to be happy it's just it usually seems like the best solution right is making a compromise and where both people are hopefully somewhat happy in some regard and i prefer that so okay wait, wait. It's so I, hard. I mm-hmm. just read the reason they say and it doesn't make sense like their reasoning it says One study suggests that only children's tendency to get picked on may have lifelong consequences, including being less adept at dealing with conflict later in life. Uh, That has nothing to do with compromise. Yeah. I don't know what this website's like thinking. This is the same (laughs) article that was used in the other podcast, though. So Emma. Yeah. um, Yeah, Emma Chamberlain. Are you sure it's not like a BuzzFeed article you're reading to us? (laughs) Well, unlike my very first episode, we did like a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, you did. Oh, do you have a quiz for me? No, I don't have a quiz. I should have. No. Go- I should have planned one, but. Uh, okay, fine. If I can find the Billy Joel quiz, like in five minutes, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that was even though the description of that, just you know, not even paying attention to that because the statement is totally different. It's like um. I disagree. I, I look for compromise if it's needed or if it's in a situation where that's, a, you know, something that may need to happen because I want everyone to be happy. Yeah, exactly. It's so, realistic. But yeah. yeah, I think 11 is not approved. <laughs> but then we got 12. They think outside the box. Oh. I think this one's accurate. Um. Uh, I'm sure for a lot of other people it could be. I don't. I don't know if I think outside the. I mean, I hope I do, but I really can't attest to whether I. 
I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe in some ways, but I don't know. What are what do you? Well, for me, I'm like, I don't know if it's an only child thing or a me thing, but like, as far as thinking outside of the box, I feel like I'm always trying to like come up with new ways to do something. Like, I don't like to do things the old way, if that makes sense. And that's probably just a me thing. So I I don't know if I could attribute it to thinking outside the box or not. I mean, I think, I mean, I think it could in a sense be related to that I mean more that you hmm let's read what it says yeah um it says they're mo a study has shown that only children are more prone to creativity than those with siblings according to a study from brain and imaging behavior um so I guess it's science. <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, I don't. I'm not prepared to argue with science, so <laughs> I guess twelve passes. I I genuinely don't think I'm a very creative. Well, I don't think in like. Okay, I don't know what this is. When I think creativity, right? Immediately, I think of something like art, like drawing. And in that sense, I don't think I'm very creative. Um. But maybe, maybe in other ways. I mean, if the article says so, it must be true, you know. Yeah, exactly. The internet's never wrong. <laughs> Especially BuzzFeed quizzes. Okay, so now we have 13, which is they need a lot of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm feeling a little cold out here. Cause I th- <laughs> for me, at least, and I'm sure this isn't for everyone, I, I think I've... I don't know. I guess, like, I think I'm fine now, but I think as a kid, I was very doubting or self-doubting, if that makes sense. And so I, I don't, I don't try to ask people for affirmation, but when they tell me, like, when when I get it, it, it helps and I feel better. I, I still don't believe them, as horrible as that sounds, or at least I didn't when I was younger. Um, but in some ways, I think it depends on who it's from. It sounds horrible for my parents. I don't I don't care. It's just, it's not as significant, but I think from peers in some ways, yes. So yes and no, as of right now, it's okay. But maybe before it was more of a yes. Does that make sense? Um, I think this one's a yes for me. And yeah, it makes sense. For me, it was kind of different. It's like, well, if I don't get affirmation, then like, what am I doing this for? Like, you know, you do something expecting like, like, you know, actions have consequences. Like if you're expecting a certain consequence and you don't get it, then I feel like what for is kind of been my mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, I guess I might be more on the guest because the way you're explaining that, that's a better, that's a good way to put it. And I guess I just like hearing things from people. Like I like getting feedback in whatever regard, depending on what it's about or whatever it's about. So yeah, it's a yes. Okay, so 13 passes, and now we have 14. It takes them a bit longer to warm up. Does that mean to people? Um, let's see. It says it's, har- it's harder to warm up to people as adults. <laughs> I don't know why that... <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't have been to people. Like, it's harder for us to warm up our body because we're only no. children. I don't know what I was thinking, but I... 
I'd say no. And I'm sure this depends on whether, you know, let's just say, you know, whether you're a little more extroverted or introverted. But I, I guess I am kind of scared, nervous when I first meet people. But usually I've always had a connection through someone else around. Or if it's someone who kind of seems as nervous as I am, I just realize like, hey, just, just try talking. Just say, you know, see what happens. And I, and I guess if someone talks to me, then I'm, I want to get, talk to them, get to know them. And so I don't think, not usually, there's, there's not usually too much difficulty warming up. So. Yeah, I think I would agree with everything you said. And then I think I would add like something else. So like, as an only child, because you, you basically have your parents and then everybody else is optional. Like if they're not in your family, they're an optional person. And because you're not forced to hang out with like siblings, you know, you basically get to choose who's in your life. So if you don't like if you see somebody and you're like, I'm not choosing you, then of course, it's going to be like longer for them to warm up to you because they're not actively choosing to be around you because they feel like they don't have to. Yes, that's yeah, it's actually that's a good way to put it. So like, like I don't think it's like necessarily it takes longer to warm up. It's just you're either you're either in or you're not honestly (laughs) yeah actually that that's that's weirdly accurate I I, because I guess it is kind of some people I'm just like no no thank you (laughs) (laughs) sorry but (laughs) and so yeah that's actually that's spot on you're right all right so 14 kind of passes yeah yeah and then we've got 15 they're highly success oriented and I think this one's accurate. Yeah, I, I'd agree for sure. Okay, well, that's the end of this list. So Yay. one one other thing I've, I've noticed is that, so you've seen the movie Encanto, right? I have, yes, I have. So like when it came out, everybody like, oh, as the oldest sibling, this movie, oh, this character in the movie is so relatable. Oh, as the youngest, <laughs> this one, that one. And it's like a thing that people are like, oh, yes, so relatable. And I'm like, okay, as an only child, right? I'm, I'm none of those yet. It's like all of, the, I feel like if you watch that movie, instead of thinking of them as like individual problems for each sibling, if you consider that all of those problems belong to an only child, you can basically understand it just through that movie. Oh, that's interesting. Because people are like, oh, you can see the family dynamics, how it plays out, yada, yada, yada. But if you watch the movie and you're... Because a lot of people are confused about only children for some reason, which is just weird to me. And I'm always (laughs) like, just watch that movie and imagine instead of like being different siblings, they are one person. And there you have it. Uh, I'm trying to just remember the movie, as horrible as that sounds. Like, remember what the problems were no younger siblings constantly watching that movie so like <laughs> but it is it was all over the internet and i get well i guess that died down too so i guess yeah from what i can remember that's actually that's a cool yeah that's a cool outlook on it or take on it like i could agree with that as an only child you know i can verify that with my stamp of approval Ooh, the stamp of approval. Nice. <laughs> the stamp of approval. Okay. I mean... Okay, so 
do you feel like it's impacted you like just being like your high school career has it impacted you being an only child do you think um probably i mean i guess i i don't know any different right like neither of exactly us know any different and so it's 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 hard to say but i think a lot of it really is just the parental influences and i don't know if that's just similar for a lot of like only the children. stricter yes i mean at least from what we've talked about and my parents aren't horribly strict but in certain ways it's it's different and maybe a little bit a little culturally on my mom's end and um you know and people always ask me like oh do you like being an only child and like honestly it's just like i, I can't I don't know any different and and so in some ways I don't enjoy it in some ways I do it's, it's like being the oldest and the youngest at the same time exactly both pros and cons on that end like the oldest when you do something wrong you, you know you're treated like the oldest it's the first time it's happened you know your parents are more upset more strict about things right and then youngest it's not it sounds bad but you almost get too much attention because it's only you you know, you're the last one in the sense of being the youngest, like, which I mean, it might be different. I've heard sometimes the youngest is baby or the parents don't care as much, but sometimes also the youngest I've heard, like if there's more attachment there, they're more, you know, it's, there's more attention there and sometimes too much. And so anyways, I guess in high school, I think there's more opportunities for me as in there's not other siblings to worry about like or things are a little easier like it's only me to worry about yeah like but... your teachers aren't constantly like oh yeah I taught your yada yada you know <laughs> yeah or like just doing extracurriculars like being at home you know it's not there's less of that like oh are we gonna get you to this and that because your brother has this like you know we don't really have to worry about that I mean sometimes there's still those worries but so that means, you know, that means there are more things I could do. I don't know. I have been the same for other people. But I guess as a person in high school, probably influenced, like, you know, my parents focus on good grades. It probably would have been the same way, but there is more of a way to just pay attention to me, just worry about me. And I care about that on my own anyway. But I'm trying to think otherwise. I'm sure there's other things I could think of but I can't really articulate it. I mean, for you, do you think it's, you know, I guess what's that, what has that done for you? Um, I think, I think it has in just like, there's a lot of stuff I can't do because of like strictness, I suppose. Right, right. <laughs> but like at the same time, like the place where we live, they're not throwing like parties like they are in the movies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even um, if they did, I wouldn't be allowed to go to them. But at the same time, those weren't going on where we lived. So it's like, uh, what did I really miss? Nothing. So. Yeah. 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 We needed to get a better party scene in St. George. Like, for <laughs> <Sorry>. real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've kind of talked for a while about that um so next we've got another two points we've got fraser which yeah i know you've been dying to talk about fraser so i think we'll start with that <laughs> okay um oh want me to start i don't even know what to say i mean There's... you like fraser we can start <laughs> <laughs> i love fraser um 
I'm trying to figure out. I've been rambling this entire time. So I don't um, we should talk about the theme song specifically then. Oh, okay. Okay. This is a music podcast. We got to talk about Rock the theme song. And I feel like if you haven't seen the show and then you listen to this theme song, you're not going to want to watch the show. You'll just be so confused. And... Well, it also like has nothing to do with the show. Yes, and that's what's so wonderful. Um, do you have the lyrics? Because I know off the top of my head. I have them memorized. So I know. Baby, wait. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. eggs. Yes. (laughs) You might seem a bit confused, but I've got you pegged. Still, I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. eggs. Right. Um, It's cool because Kelsey Grammer, who, you know, it's it's Fraser Crane, which the show is about, which, you know, but it's cool because he actually sings that, you know, and it's got, I, I don't know, I just, I love that, that he actually sings it. You know, being the main character of the sitcom. Yeah, I, I think it's just, I feel like they don't make shows like that anymore where it's not like high drama, it, but it's also not, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it, where it's not quite a drama show, but it's not a sitcom. Well, no, it's a sitcom, but it's not a sitcom in the way like modern sitcoms are, where it's just like comedic situation plus like a bunch of one-liners. it's different like i don't know how to describe it it's just different yeah i i guess i guess you could say a lot of not all of your shows shows but a lot of them are like that and um i yeah it's it's so much different than modern tv what you see and i that's what i love about it it's a show i've seen three times i mean i've rewatched it so much and i think there's just something about the wit and the writing and the characters you know, and like you said, it's not drama. I mean, there's still exciting things that happen, things that make you, you know, cringe and you're scared to see what happens <laughs> next. But, you know, it it creates, it creates this, you know, it's just, it's, it's good. I don't know. It's just such a good show. And I love it so much. And I don't know, like I said, you're like the only other person I know under the age of 30 <laughs> that has seen the show. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really gone around asking people, but still, pretty sure. Yeah, we just got to raise awareness is what we're doing here on the podcast. <laughs> yes, Fraser Crane awareness. Oh, and his brother, Niles Crane. Niles is the goat. Yes. His, okay, so Fraser is a brother, his name's Niles, and he has the best roasts. And he's like <laughs> germaphobic. And he's just kind of this they're both kind of snotty in some ways but niles is worse he's so much worse. he's way worse <laughs> and i oh, i love the banter it's so good but i mean oh and in the new fraser they um he sings it again did you ever watch no movie? i haven't yet i've been meaning to yeah it's it's hard for me because i love old i love the original fraser much much more but they still, I think they did what they could with the reboot, you know, not having everyone. So, got to give them credit there. But yeah, Kelsey Grammer sings the ending song there again. And it is one of the greatest, like, theme songs. Just because it's so odd, like. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It stands out. Like, that's how, I mean, besides seeing it so many times, I still, I still do know the lyrics because it's so, it's, it's not related to Frasier. And so you listen to it when you hear it. And also, I love how there's always there's always a scene that plays whenever you hear it. And I don't know why, it just adds a special touch to it. 
it just feels it feels nice just watching that ending and the little the short scene while it's playing there's just something about it yeah and i think there's value to it being at the end of the show as well because like most theme songs is what like kicks off a show but this one is always at the very end yes yeah i didn't yeah i guess that's definitely a big part of it being at the end it just gives a different feeling to it and i can't just articulate that but it it's it's like my comfort show you know and i and it sounds weird like oh a theme song being at the end like it that won't change much but for some reason it does like it just i don't know it adds to it and yeah so yeah. that's the Fraser theme song which unrelated to billy joel but <laughs> um the other thing because again this is a music podcast we didn't touch on this earlier but you yourself are a musician yeah, yeah, I guess so. Or so not, you've guess. got <laughs> piano and cello. Do you play anything else? I play the guitar, too. Oh, then... yes. How could I forget? <laughs> Although I know you're a much better guitarist than I am. Debatable. Um... I'm not that great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, people are always like, you've been playing for so long. You must be so great. I'm like, I, I play punk music. That's not hard to play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it still takes something. That's true. Uh... You know, there, there's a saying, like, within, like, the punk community that you stop being punk when you learn how to play your instrument, so. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, like, a joke that we don't know how to play our instruments. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. You're still just, you know, too good. You just go to. Yeah, so, anyway, what brought you to the cello, specifically? Oh, the cello. Okay, I. Was it know... Wednesday, Adams? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you probably get so many jokes about that. Oh my! You know what? Surprisingly, not. Thank goodness, though. Or <laughs> I haven't even seen the show. I'm sure it's a good show. I knew people were raving about it. My friend, she was obsessed, and she was like, "Can I tell you about the hot guy?" And just spoiled the entire plot. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and so I, I got the plot spoiled, so I never saw it. But um, cello. Okay, so did they visit you in elementary school when you were in fifth grade and play? um and play band and string instruments yes they did so i missed that day i you really didn't miss much trust me <laughs> oh i know i've had to visit i've had to visit the schools now i'm older but i missed that day and i feel like that was what got a lot of people into it as dumb as it was like it still got you a little interested as a kid and i missed that day so i never got to play any of the string instruments i just knew i didn't want to do band because it's not okay the saxophone is awesome. The kids are weird. Like, it's awesome, right? But the kids are kind of goofy. But band kids, band <laughs> kid memes are so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. I'm going to go off on a tangent. But the band kids at my school love them to death because our band teacher, he's this redhead, kind of like dead inside looking guy. But then he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's just, no hate the redheads. <laughs> you guys are chill but um that's like the main thing about him is he's a redhead <laughs> and so there's this kid in the band class he's a redhead and they all say he's his son the band is your son and it's criminal because it's all they, they say about this kid but also the band kids so this guy like he's serious and he'll get upset and then sometimes he's kind of chill i don't know how to explain it because he's not my teacher but he's still i still know who he is like there were kids dropping out of percussion and he will like call them 
to try getting them to get back into percussion. Yeah, that's band. how those teachers are. Like he's he's dedicated <laughs> as a high school band teacher, but he's chill. He's funny, but the band kids love him to death because they they have just all these random pictures up of where they photoshopped him into like what? random things, and it's one okay. One of them is Lucky Charms. And then one where he's Indiana Jones for some reason. That makes no sense. And then one, I know it doesn't. And there's so many good ones. There's one, they just, they just put, they like print out memes. They put them everywhere. And there's more photoshopped ones, but there's like at least 10. And they were all lined up on the board because band and orchestra, right? They shared the same room different periods but but that's my favorite part of orchestra is like when I sit there and I look up and I just see all these different photoshopped pictures <laughs> there's so many better ones also he hates I think he hates BYU yeah he hates BYU so the kids will write BYU on the board or they'll wear BYU <laughs> so they just mess with him as much as possible and the other thing they do I just found this out like a month ago what they did because whenever some of them would shop at Walmart, they would put his phone number in for the receipt. <laughs> so, so, That's so all these kids, I know it's great. It's the it's greatest prank I've ever heard of. Oh, it's hilarious. And he's the type of guy who was getting annoyed. And he was like so annoyed. And he's just, he was like, I think he sent out like a remind or a text to everyone. was like, please stop sending me Walmart receipts. <laughs> Because he's just this, this dead inside guy. It, it, it's so, That's the funniest. Oh, it's so criminal. But it's it's the it was I was it was the funniest thing I heard ever. And anyway, That's I love the band. greatest love prank I've ever heard. Oh, it's it, yeah. So I guess I don't know if they're still doing it, but I'll make sure to tell the new kids next year. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent about band kids. <laughs> love them. Um. Orchestra, I I guess I just I don't band kids are a little goofy. I don't want to be in band, and percussion. I always loved the idea of playing the drums, but I knew I couldn't have a drum set in my house, and I also never. The one thing my piano teacher always told me is I need to count, and so I don't think I would have been a good fit for percussion. I don't count. Yeah, I don't. I, never count. <laughs> I don't count. I mean, I I do count. I I count when I want to. Like an orchestra, I count because I need to stay with everyone. Otherwise, I got to work, you know, got to work on it. But I don't know. I thought, okay, string instruments are cool. And it sounds horrible, but I just was like, violence too high pitched, squeaking in your ear. And when you start out, everyone is really bad. And it's just, it's, it's kind of basic. It's, it's, it's like yeah. the rag instrument. Yeah, it's also just like, I just, I don't know. If you play the violin well, it can be beautiful. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. But it's just, I don't know, and the viola, orchestra kid jokes, like, the jokes are the viola's lame and goofy, right? Like, <laughs> like you're a joke if you play the viola. Not really, like, you're my favorite people. You see, three of my favorite people play the viola, but... I do not play the viola. That is false. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, excluding you, of course, you know, you're number one. Can't, can't be beat. These are the guys below, okay? But one of them's, like, this little music prodigy. Otherwise, viola's for lamos. Like you, you're you're goofy if you play the viola, and then cellos. To me, the cello, even though okay, this is what I hate hearing. People call it the big violin. It's not the big violin. I thought the viol. I thought the viola was the big violin. <sighs> See, 
<laughs> yes, that's correct. But for the basic noob who doesn't know the string instrument. Because the, cell- the cello's in bass clef and the violin's yeah. in treble, right? Um, yes. The, the, the viola also has its own clef. I'm pretty sure it's the alto clef? No, I think it's the tenor clef. Ten- Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the tenor clef. <laughs> See, you might be more educated than me. All I know is that they have their own clef, but the strings, the strings on a cello from if it's facing you from left to right is c g d a whereas the violin has no c string so from left to right again if it's facing you if you're holding it the string is facing you it's g d a e so in a sense the viola is quote unquote the big cello because it has the same strings but people just people who don't know just say oh it's the big the cello is the big violin as a joke it is funny it is funny, but I hear it too much. And um, I'm going to go I... back and edit the podcast and replace cello with big violin everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, my goodness. Very criminal. Very criminal. <laughs> I'm also um, going to edit in Anakin saying hey, Snips at the beginning of the episode. Oh, my. <laughs> There's going to be so many. Oh, my God. Imagine if you added sound effects, like, like meme sound effects. I kind of want to, but it's really hard to do that, like, with Spotify's app. It'd be so funny. You like the... Oh, my gosh. There's so many sound effects I'm thinking of. It'd be so goofy. Um, yeah, but I just thought that... We're not even going to talk about the bass. I'm sorry. <laughs> the bass is, like, even though it's goofier than the viola, no one even, like, talks about it. You just know. It's just, like, uh And we only have one bass right now. We need more. Okay, you know what's so funny? When I was in jazz band, so normally you have a, a bass player, right? But we we had a violin player. You had a... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. We didn't have really? somebody who played the bass, so they played the violin. And I was like, that you can't switch those. I'm like, what are you... <laughs> they're not interchangeable. <laughs> what do you mean? They're basically the same thing. I don't know what you're yapping about, bro. No. Okay. Yeah, the wild signs. <laughs> yeah, I guess the cello to me is just this like perfect this this nice in between. Like it's not when you're playing, you know, just on the strings, like you know, you normally play on A and D, and G is not, C is, I don't know, it depends on what you play. But when you start out, you don't really play on that. And, and so basically, it's just, to me, it's just this perfect middle. And you can play high on it, though. Like, if you've heard the Swan, which is kind of one of the most iconic, like, cello pieces, you can play high. It, it's hard, but you can play high, so you still have that ability. And then you also can play a little lower. And I, I don't know, I just loved it. And it's, it's just an amazing instrument it's just beautiful and obviously i'm biased but yeah that's i guess that's why i end up picking the cello it's just the perfect in the middle to me except transportation is kind of an l because (laughs) unlike a violin or viola you can't just put it in the case and like throw it in your car or carry it around you still have cases for cellos that have like oh my goodness some of them have wheels (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really silly (laughs) But they have wheels, and it's okay. Okay, this cello—it's a pain getting on the bus for trips. It's a pain. Um, sometimes the case hits you <laughs> if you're rolling it out. Um, now I can drive. I mean, I guess I just 
put it in the back. But then it's whatever. So it, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm complaining. It, it's fine though. It's not as bad as the base, so it could be worse. But still, I think it's, it's just, it's great. Yeah, that's, yeah, best instrument, best string instrument for sure. Like that would be the that. guitar, but um. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Orchestra. Um. Actually, that would be the piano. I mean, if we're being honest. Okay. Are you? Uh, I remember there's a debate between the band kids. Okay. All I'm and saying. other kids, and they were saying, "Is is the piano a percussion instrument?" No, no. The piano string is a stringed instrument. instrument. It yeah. has strings. And so. With the hammers, it's a string. I'm I'm not on either side. Okay, look, all I know is that on the poster in my elementary music room, piano was on the poster (laughs) that said strings. That's all (laughs) irrefutable evidence. I you've you've got me beat. I not that I I really don't. I don't care. I really don't care. Give me whatever. But there there were like some intense debates about this. I remember it's like a fat week. Kids were upset about this. But (laughs) Yeah. Who would ever get upset about that? Band kids, bro. Band kids. Y'all are goofy. Y'all are me. You're an ex-band kid. I don't want to hear anything. No, I quit. I quit. No, I you got, were in I got out you joined... as soon as no. I could. No, no, no. You were part of it once. You're still... Like, I, I wasn't artist. a part of it. You were. You really no, were. No, I was like e- e- uh, separate but equal, but actually, though. Separate but equal. Actually, no. I was greater then. Let's be honest. <laughs> No, I'm digging myself into a bigger hole. <laughs> you Which means it's kid. it's you now time okay. for this week in music. All right, we had a little bit of a slow week in music news, but at the time of recording this, a few things have happened. We had SZA release a new single, and we had Selena Gomez release a new single. And on top of that, we've got some big chart news, where Beyonce's Texas Hold'em has debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 country charts, and at number two on the overall Hot 100, which is just incredible to see Beyonce on the country charts. Never did I think the day would come. But also in chart news, we had Vultures One, the album by Kanye, debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 200 albums chart, and every single song, so that's 16 songs from Kanye, debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. So not all of those were top 40 hits, of course, but every single song made it onto the charts, which is quite a big success for Kanye. Uh, The album has been surrounded in a bit of controversy, not because he's, you know, been saying cancelable stuff, but over a lot of stuff with the record label, so... It's really interesting to see all that success in spite of that. And like I said, it was a slow week in music. So all of the music outlets were reporting on Harry Styles' new haircut, which, um, yeah, he's got a haircut. It looks fine, I guess. That's where we're at at Music News. But we got a few teases this week as well. So nothing too substantial here. But Travis Scott has said that he is excited to make new music. Following up Utopia, he's hyped to make new music, so that's great. We'll be seeing more music from him. Lady Gaga has teased that there might be an upcoming concert on Fortnite. She might be performing on Fortnite Festival is what it sounds like. And, you know, Fortnite concerts are pretty hit or miss. The most recent Eminem one was pretty underwhelming. 
And I don't know if there's a lot of demand for Lady Gaga on Fortnite. Like, I don't know if the kids are listening to Gaga, which I know it's ironic because I'm only 16, but I'm curious. I genuinely don't know if kids my age listen to Lady Gaga. I'm honestly not sure. So we'll see how that pans out. But another tease, we had Billie Eilish announce that her new album is officially mastered. So we should be expecting that sometime soon. I wouldn't say too soon, but that's exciting news. And then this isn't big news, but last week we talked about Morgan Wallen announcing his bar opening. And this week we got an official date from Garth Brooks on his Nashville Honky Tonkin Bar. It will be opening March 7th. And Garth Brooks has extended an official invitation to Travis Kelsey to come perform Friends at Low Places at the opening of his bar. So we'll see how that goes. At the time of recording this, I don't think Travis has responded. So he might be breaking into the big music scene, which is funny because he's already such a big character in music due to his relationship with Taylor Swift, which brings us to the final piece of news this week. Coming from Jason Kelsey, Travis's brother, who was on Shaquille O'Neal's podcast, who actually revealed that Travis has had to move around due to stalkers and fans of Taylor Swift disrupting his life coming to his house, you know, just being creepy in general. So that's really unfortunate to hear. Hopefully things are going better for Travis now. But yeah, pretty slow week in music, but things should be ramping up here in the future. March is looking like a packed month of releases, and we should be getting a lot of juicy stuff that month. Okay, so now that we are done with the news... Uh, we are going to get into Billy Joel, and we're going to talk about his top 10 songs according to the American songwriter. So, Sam, what's your relation with Billy Joel? <laughs> Uncle, really? cousin, like, what do we got here? <laughs> so he's actually my brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> After we talked to her like an hour about you being a <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a smart one, you see. No, I forgot about that. Um, wise beyond your <laughs> Very wise. Um, so uh, this was a part of. So my parents are a lot. Not that much older. It depends on who you talk to. Depends. A lot of my friends' parents are only a couple years younger, or like a decade younger. Than my parents. <laughs> That's not that long. A decade, not that long. <laughs> but part of that, I think, is a kid. Um, all my mom would play on the radios, 80s and 70s music, which is great. I, I, I love the 80s and 70s because of that. And even older, going back, like the Sinatra era, oh, it's amazing. But part of that was, you know, listening to this as a kid, I, I just, I took a, a liking to Billy Joel. I, I love his songs, so I heard him a lot as a kid. And um, I mean, I honestly, I, I don't listen to him as much, as much now. I still, I still do occasionally, but I guess I'm interested in like, like exploring new music and whatnot, but he's still one of those people that, one of those artists that I probably would just love forever. And like, I'd love to go to a concert and I just know, you know, I listen to a lot of his songs and know a lot of them. And he's just, I can't think of the right words. I just see he's just one of my favorite artists, you know? Nice. So, you know a lot about Billy Joel, thankfully. So <laughs> when I sent you the list of songs, you were like, yeah, I know all of these songs. So yes. 
I mean, no prep even needed there. The original plan for this episode was to go over Billy Joel's top 10 most popular songs, like by the charts, mm-hmm. like on Billboard. Right. But a lot of them weren't songs that people would know, like the average civilian. Like if you weren't a the Billy Joel fan, civilian. like you're not listening to scenes from an Italian restaurant. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. So, so I was like, okay, I've got to go. I've got to find a different thing to do. So I was like, uh, I could do like a top hits album. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just look for a top 10 list and be lazy. <laughs> so I found a list from the American songwriter. And the list was the top 10 Billy Joel songs besides Piano Man. Besides Piano. So we'll go song by song. But before we do, we'll see how you agree with this. So the 10th best Billy Joel song is It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. Yeah, it's it's a great song. Um, I think it's gonna be hard, like to, to agree or disagree with the list because because they're like all good songs. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing. Is they're all good songs, and something that there's just and there's a lot of songs I like that aren't gonna be on this list, right? And maybe I drink them high. Please tell me the River of Dreams is not your favorite Billy Joel song. <laughs> it's not. It's it's like it's one I acknowledge exists. And it's not bad. It's just, like, there's a song called All for Lena. And I, I I love that song. But I guarantee most people. Oh, Zanzibar. Zanzibar is an amazing song. Is that on the list? No. I immediately disagree. <laughs> it's wrong. It's all wrong. No, no. Um. Okay, well, then again, I did choose a list that had songs people would know. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, like, a lot of the lists had uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant at number one or, like, River of Dreams, which I actually don't like River of Dreams. Yeah, but I... It was mostly Italian restaurant that ended up being number one on all the lists. And I was like, I love that song, but I don't know that the general population even knows that song. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... all of the lists were, like, picking, like, the most deep cut. I'm like, you're just trying to flex your, like, Billy Joel knowledge. Like... <laughs> River of Dreams is not number one, though. Respectfully, no, I call it. I call it the Lion King. Is what I call River of Dreams. <laughs> That's good. That's fair. Very accurate, actually. Okay, so at number nine, we've got Anthony's song. It, it, yeah, it's good. It's, it, it is good. It's actually very. I would have ranked this one higher than number nine, personally. I would have too. I mean, and actually, that's the thing is, what's. I guess I can kind of give you a agree or disagree once I hear everything. But the thing is, is I'm sure all these songs you're going to tell me are ones I like. And it's hard to rank them. But That's so true. far, I, I would probably put that I would put that one higher. Okay, number eight. We didn't start the fire. Okay. It's actually, it's it's a really good song. I still would. Overrated. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Is it's, it's a good song because I think it's a song where you actually you list you actually have to listen to the lyrics. I don't have to, but when you do, it's interesting. The whole concept. You sound like of the my song. history teacher. <laughs> okay, buddy. Okay. Um, if there was a nerd emoji sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking of that right now. The meme, actually, and I have my finger up too. Well, actually, actually, um, so it's it's not like it's not one of my favorites. I like it. But I'm not going to go, oh, I want to listen to Billy Joel and listen to the song. I like it. Exactly. I, I appreciate, um, 
you know, the creativity behind the lyrics, at least for then, because from what I know that there, there wasn't a song addressing everything that was going on. It's cool. It's like this history recap in a song. And, you know, I wasn't alive in that time. <laughs> I have learned about a lot of it and some of it's still relevant, you could even say, but it's just, it's a good song. Not, not one of my favorites though. Not, I'd put other songs way above that for sure. Yep. So I'd agree. And then at number seven, we have The Longest Time. Good song, because it's all acapella. That was another kind of interesting thing about it. I still, though, it's not one of my favorites. Agreed. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. At number six, we have Vienna. Oh, okay. That song, I love. Definitely one of my favorites. Agreed. Um, yeah. This one okay. would have been top three for me. Yes, me as well. Okay, then we've got at number four. Wait, number four. Number five, My Life. Oh, good song. This one's actually my favorite Billy Joel song, so... Oh, really? I'm a bit biased. <laughs> I it's, it's one of my favorites. I definitely put it, like, in top five. Um, I would, Yeah, so I'd put it higher. I don't know what else is on this list, but I'd put it okay, higher. Okay, well, up next at number four, we have Uptown Girl. Ugh, okay, so... Maybe it's because it's played so much on the radio, I guess you could say, or whatever. Yeah, this is like his big radio hit. But I, what I like about Billy Joel, I don't like all his, because that's more of his, I guess you could say, almost poppy side, as weird as that sounds. For what that was then, it's more that, not poppy, I guess, but it's Well, then I feel like you're not going to like number three either. (laughs) Well, I'll have to see what it is. I guess I mean it's more, like, I love Vienna because it, it has a different sound to it than the other songs. There's Zanzibar, like I was talking about. There's something, oh, the inst- like the instrumentals in it. It's just what was being played. It's so good. And I like I like songs that are different in that way. Whereas Uptown Girl. Wait, wait. Is- are you saying you think outside of the box? <laughs> I Hey, look at that. <laughs> Moving it back. Um, maybe. Maybe. I guess. But. All right. So yeah. at number three. We have only the good die young. Okay. So that's the thing. I, even though I was saying, that is, that is an exception though. I do like that. Oh, wait, really? Wow. Okay. It's not a favorite, but I still like it. This one's rated too high for me. I, I like it yeah. for sure, but it's rated too high in my opinion. I agree. I agree. It's just Uptown Girl is just so. Overplayed? It, it's more, it's, yeah, it's even not worse. I say worse. Do you feel like it's, it's just, the reg song? The what song? Like the reg song, like for all the regular Joes out there. Regular Joes, maybe, but I know a lot of people who don't like the song because they hear it so much. But I guess, yeah, I don't know. Uptown Girl is just, yeah, no, it's 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 not it's not top ten in terms of like ability. But only the good that young is still good, and I like it a lot more than that. But not top five. Okay, yeah, definitely not top three. That's great. Top three is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. And number two, it has She's Always a Woman. That's a good song. I like that song. That's actually one of my favorites. Um, you may just, I don't know. I I just think it's just, like, it can, it's weird. It can, like, make you sad and happy at the same time, depending on how you take it. Or not happy, but, like, um, it's not a good adjective or way to describe it. It's just, it, it feels emotional as a song. Not, I mean, I've heard more quote-unquote emotional songs but 
I don't know. I like that one. I still wouldn't put it as top three, though. But Interesting. So this, she's always a woman is actually one of Billy Joel's only top, like top selling hit. Like he only has three number ones. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. I, I put it in top top five. It's like I said, it's one of my favorites. Which yeah, I wouldn't put favorite, it top three either. It's just, it's like a top five. It, it's up there for me. It's just like going off of this list is hard. Cause I'm trying to think of songs that, and just the ones you mentioned on this list, but. Okay, well, um, hey, this will be interesting. What if you try to guess what number one is? Piano Man? Well, it's everything besides Piano Man is the oh, list. Oh, I forgot. Oh, shoot. Oh. Like, which one are you missing? Like, kind of think about that. I feel like it's staring me in the face and I can't think of it. Um. I just, I don't know what the rankings are in regards to his songs. And you said, oh, okay. was, this, was this ranked by popularity? No, this is just some rando. <laughs> so it's not a Tancrovian. It's a magazine ranked these. Magazine. Um, oh, give me a second. I want to guess this. I'll be happy if I do. Um, It's not River of Dreams, right? <laughs> no, it's not River of Dreams and it's not seen from an Italian restaurant. I said, yeah. It's not, it wasn't my, just the way you are? No, that's a good guess, though. Oh, that's such a good song, too. Um, not, probably not Captain Jack. Probably not the no. Stranger. Is it New York State of Mind? Yes. Oh, that's such a good song. Okay. okay. Yep, you got it. So I'm just glad uh, You May Be Right wasn't on this list. Okay, yes, exactly. That's one of those songs, like, I like it, I can appreciate it. It's not a go-to, and it's not a I can't. Ten. I can't hear it more than once in a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. All right. So now I think let's just go track by track, and I'd like to start with Piano Man because it's not actually on the list. But people are going to be like, <laughs> "Why didn't you talk about Piano Man?" <laughs> so, what's your general opinion on Piano Man? I think it's a great song. Um, it's one of those songs, right? I that's a hot take. Every, every lyric. Um, okay, that's the thing, though. Is It is something I've heard a lot and so much that it's not as special as it probably was when it first came out. Not as, you know... Yeah, I was joking about the hot take thing. People love this song. Like, so many times <laughs> I hear kids be like, this is actually the best I song I've like, ever if, written. I was like, am I going to flame? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still, I mean, that's the thing, though. Is, it is a song I've heard so much. I feel like, how do I put this? I feel like... The way I like Billy Joel is that I knew all his hit songs on the radio and I started listening to more because I like I have um, a lot of records like I, I bought the 56 52nd Street and um, Glass Houses and so like I listened through the albums I like too and I also have some CDs and stuff and that's things it went from like hot like his most popular songs like Piano Man and I sort of like the other ones and so Piano Man I still love. But I, I like some of the others better. But it's still a great song. Yeah, I'd agree. Piano Man is like, I feel like people consider it to be the Billy Joel song, like, hands down. But something interesting I found when I was, like, doing my research on Billboard, Billy Joel has three number one hits and ten top ten hits. Huh. Piano Man is not a top ten hit. Piano Man, like, peaked at, like, rank 27. For most really? popular songs. 
So it actually wasn't that big of a hit when it came out, which I just think is crazy because yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his second song. most streamed song on Spotify. So is it's it? kind of crazy that it wasn't a hit. Yeah, his first is um, We Didn't Start the Fire, and then Piano Man is his second. Interesting. Wait, sorry. No, no, no. Uptown Girl is his second. It's the third Piano Man. Huh. No, because I, I agree. It is, you know, like you think, if you know Billy Joel is, you know, it's the piano, like, you know, it's Piano Man. Or you, if you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's that always that connection. And it is kind of that song for him. And so I didn't know that. That's cool. You did <laughs> you did research on it. Yeah, I was so surprised that Piano Man wasn't a big hit. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. But whenever I listen to the song, I'm just I'm so jealous of like his lyric writing. Like <laughs> what I love that he does, and like he does this even better in scenes from an Italian restaurant, but he's just like telling you about like a regular day in a regular place, which is why I like songs like tom's diner it's just that kind of thing where it's like okay wait tom's diner is not by billy joel okay i'm not misquoting okay <laughs> i don't want people to be like actually tom's diner is not by okay i know <laughs> but um yeah i just love how it's just like an average kind of thing and that's what i think billy joel is great at yeah i agree and that's i think that's what really struck people about the song like you said it's an ordinary you know he's just He's just talking about me being at the bar and performing and and it, it turns into this great song and a story. And I think it's part of the magic. Yeah. And what what's your opinion? Because Billy Joel does the Billy Joel, yes. I, I thought I had messed up on his name. I don't know why. <laughs> My brain was just like, not Billy Joel, you idiot. No, yeah, it is Billy Joel. <laughs> but what's your opinion on how he does this a lot where he'll just like sing syllables? Do you like it or are you like, like, man, I wish he would do that less. <laughs> like, la di di da Yeah, and then, like, he does a bunch <laughs> of woes and all of his songs. Um, I guess I'm so used to his, that style of it that it never stood out to me in that sense of, like, oh, goodness, too many syllables. And I hear it in a lot of other songs. A lot of artists oh, yeah, like, do people that. complain, like, oh, Michael Jackson makes too many noises. Or, like, oh, there's too many yeah babies and, like, <laughs> uh, Britney Spears or stuff like that where it's like well that's kind of what those people are known for so well, it's like a 21 it's like, it's like 21 right like that's the thing like some of these people like that's gonna be they have something they do or repeat and I mean I, I it never stood out in a negative way to me so I guess no it doesn't bother me because a lot of artists do that or they have something they do and it's not the end of the world right the music's good I don't think that should be I don't know that bothersome everyone's different that's fair I guess you don't like it there's too much of it yeah I don't know why but I do really like it like something about it works really well for me and I think the thing is is you have to do it right like if you don't do it right it's just like man you just couldn't think of words but <laughs> I almost feel like Billy Joel builds his songs around that sometimes where yeah, he'll come it, up with like a melody and he's like, now I have to have a song around that. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels it feels in place. It doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel like filler. Yes, so... that's the perfect word, filler. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not filler. It, it it feels right. And so I don't I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, so so that's Piano Man. Do you have anything else you want to say about Piano Man? Um, it's an iconic song. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now we're on to number 10. 
it's still rock and roll to me. Um, good song. It's just, it's a good song. It's a good song. I mean, uh, what are some of his lyrics? I, I like the idea, not the idea, when he's talking about kind of this idea that people are telling you to change, or like, you know, you're doing something and people are always kind of going to be hating, right? Yeah. And um, I think, I mean, you know, the song itself, it's a good song. It, it kind of feels like, it's not you maybe it's not like you may be right where I can't hear it like it's still good it's just maybe it's something that I've heard so much that I don't know my opinion can change in the song from day to day or week to week but I still think it's a good song I mean I don't know what, what do you think about it um I really like it I don't think it's top 10 for Billy Joel yeah but I really like I it especially like the subject matter like I get kind of fed up when people are like, oh, music nowadays, it just doesn't hit. It's not good anymore. Oh, music used to be so good in the 80s. And it's specifically those 80s kids because they honestly don't know what they're talking about. But I just like the idea that it's still rock and roll. Like, just because it's not the way it used to be doesn't mean it's like not good music anymore. Like, there are still like rock acts coming out even today that still have good music. And especially at the time... Dang it, I'm not sure what album this came off of, but especially like towards this one came on the 80s, I want to say, which is what the subject matter is, is like music was changing at the time. And he's like, look, stop complaining about it. It's still like good music, like get off your high horse is kind <laughs> of I feel the message of this song. Um, yeah, it came from the album Glass Houses, which was I'm pretty sure, like you said, I think it's like 19... 19- 80 I think it is like literally 1980 like 80s and and that's the thing Kate no but exactly the point of people are like oh you know music isn't how it used to be which in a sense I guess you could say it's all subjective that's the hard thing music is so subjective and like for my I'm gonna say oh there's there's a lot of like bubblegum pop now that's like there's so much of it and there's too much of it but I mean it doesn't matter because everyone can listen to what they want to and behind that all, there's really good music. I still, I, there's a lot of modern music I love, but I still love the 80s and the 70s and even the 90s, everything in between, everything older. There's just so much good music everywhere. And I think it's not, you can't really say that there's no good music now. You know, it's different. Like you're saying, it's changing. And it, you're right. I think it's a great point of the song is that it's still rock and roll. It's different, but that's part of why it evolves and changes. Because if you listen to it, the same, you know, if rock and it's music never changed, people wouldn't like it anymore it'd be boring and repetitive exactly like 100 percent. i feel like people are like oh we want to hear something different and they're like oh you changed it too much like it's just like so um what's it called it's called double standards yeah that's the word sometimes <laughs> i do forget words when i'm on the podcast and i'm like i would sound really smart if i knew this right now but i don't <laughs> it's okay you're speaking way better than me so to make you look better. Nah, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Just to, I can't even, even finish my sentences. But yeah, I think double standard is definitely a good, good uh, phrase. Word. See, like I can't think of words either. All right. So last thing for me on the song, I used to I used to be able to play the saxophone solo on this song. Really? So, yeah. I, I really liked the solo on this one. It's a good solo. Yeah, that's cool. That's another thing with Billy Joel. He's, is he has really good um, 
instrumentation and like arrangements on his music or he'll yeah. bring in like a harmonica an accordion he'll bring in horns and all this stuff yeah i agree i think it's what they do um the stranger i think it's cool because this isn't I don't know if you count whistling as an instrument, but the intro of it is is someone whistling. I mean, it might be him. I don't know, but I think that's so cool. It's so different, and um, he does that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, the arrangements bring in different instruments, and I love that. Yeah. So next up at number nine, we have "Moving Out" Anthony song, and this one to me should be higher than number nine. Yes, definitely. It's a great song. I, um, I feel like this is his catchiest song. Like, if any of his oh, yeah. songs are getting stuck in my head, it's this one. For sure. That's a great way to put it. It is definitely a catchy song that is hard to get out of your head. Especially, like, the backing, like, the instrument parts, which we were just talking about. Like, the way he has the piano with a guitar, it's just so rhythmic. It, it's so catchy. Like, e- like, even take out his vocal part, and the song is catchy with the saxophone during in between the chorus and the verse like it's just so good mm-hmm. like like the beginning that's definitely the part and i know it's the beginning but that gets stuck in my head because you hear it again and it is yeah it's hard about all the instruments everything the way it comes together it is really catchy and it's, yeah, it's just song. so rhythmic too yes i agree so do you have any like specifics on this song like opinion because you you said top 10 but maybe not top five so okay it's it's definitely hard for me to rank anything off the top of my head because i can tell you songs i love but i'd have to like you know line them all up to see how i'd rank it it's still i put it higher than the spot it was in it might be in my top five it probably is and let me just i don't know there's just things i i like even in the lyrics like this you know, that's kind of this a little bit of a story almost, right? Like he's working and he gets a donut on his door, you know, he's gotta move out. And it's like this idea that um I don't know, this idea of like saving your money and waiting for something, but then also it's not always I mean I guess everyone's gonna interpret it differently, but sometimes it's a waste of time with some of the things you're worried about and doing. Oh, okay. I can see that. Like the way it, yeah. I, I had always thought of it is like, if this is what success costs, then, or like, if this is what success means to you, then I'm out. Like, oh yeah, that's, and that's definitely like, to me, it was more like of a moral thing where he's like this, if I, if I have to like give up my morals to be successful, then I'm out. Like, I just won't be successful then. Yes. That's probably like the first way I interpreted it when I listened to it. And that's another thing I think is cool about any song, the live Billy Joel songs. It's the way I, interpret it changes over time or i just see it different ways and that's that is one way though i look at it and then the other way is just like you know he's save, he's working he's saving up his money right like it says but then there's just all these other outside things going on and it's just yeah i don't know all right i think we both like that one but we didn't really have a lot to say which i find kind of interesting yeah, even though it's, I think it is, it's just hard to say anything more about the, or just the arrangement of it and the instrumentals. It's just so good. And Yeah, the next one is not as good, in my oh. opinion. The next one, number eight, We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah, um, good song, but like, I'm not, 
if I want to listen to Billy Joel, I never go to that song first. And not even probably, there's probably 10 other songs I've listened to before that. If I hear it, I'm singing along to it, but. The song was just too overplayed. Like, and then I had one history teacher who was so annoying about this song. Like, (laughs) he made us listen to the song so many times. We had an assignment on this song. We had to write our own verse to this song. He made us listen to so many, like, parodies of this song. I'm I don't want to say he ruined this song because this song would have been ruined for me, like, regardless. But, like, how this song is just too overrated for me. Like, yeah, that's fair. And I'm kind of on the same page. Like, have you heard the, have you heard the Fall Out Boy one? It's terrible. (laughs) It's so bad. And that's what I was wondering because I knew you liked them. And I was like, does that mean, I was like, I was wondering if you liked the song, which I'm not saying it's terrible. Yeah, okay. And that's the thing is I know some people that like anything by any artist because they say they like the artist. Or you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I was curious. I mean <laughs> So like specifically, like the Billy Joel version, like he's actually talking about important stuff. And then like in the Fall Out Boy one, they're talking about like Pokemon and they're like, Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, they're like Michael Keaton Batman. <laughs> they're like Toby <laughs> Maguire Spider Man. I'm like, bro, this is not history. Like you're just saying like movies and stuff. And then, like, all of a sudden, he, you know the line, JFK blown away? Yes. They replaced that with second plane blown away. And I'm like, no. Like, bro, <laughs> did you just, that's not, it's, I'm like, too soon, Fall Out Boy. Like, are you serious? No. Just. Yeah. The Fall Out Boy cover, terrible. <laughs> I thought it was so funny, Robert Dyche. Uh, Iron Man. Because I, I listened to it once. I don't think I even finished all the way. Because I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I really yeah, it's don't not good. like this. And it's and, just, like, um, not history, except, like, they randomly are, like, yeah, 9-11, and they, like, back to, like, it's crazy. Detective Pikachu <laughs> is, like, the next line, and I'm, like, what? 9-11, no, that, <laughs> yeah, so, that, yeah, I thought it was funny, but, okay, well, I'm glad you didn't like it either, respectfully, because I didn't like the song, but, um, yeah, but it's still rock and roll to me. I think there's just these songs that he has, that I like them, I appreciate it, but either they're overplayed, or maybe it's because they're overplayed, but there's just so many other better songs he has that I just like songs I group into that are like Longest Time, Uptown Girl, the It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. Or not it's not that it's still rock and roll to me. We're talking about We Didn't Start the Fire. Those three at least I can think of. There's songs. Yeah, that are where good. they're just like the reg songs. Right. It's just like I'm not but it's not like if I'm gonna listen to Joel, I'm gonna listen to Sienna or The Stranger or Zanzibar. Like, or River of Dreams. Yes. Yes. How did you actually, know? though, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love the River of Dreams. I got the the album cover poster, a big poster of it, you know? I blew it up and it's on every wall of my room. <laughs> so I can be reminded of how much I love the song. <laughs> I'm sorry, just imagine if somebody actually did that. <laughs> Like room. imagine there's like one person who's listening to this. It's like, hey, I did the same thing. <laughs> That'd be great. I should do that. Actually, I'm gonna do it now, and I'll send you a picture. <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay, the next song at number seven is the longest time, which we already kind of touched on. Yeah, good song. It's it's cool. It's all acapella. Like that. That's a really cool. You know. It's like, what was I saying? Like, 
like uh it was something different like uh we don't start the fire that was a very different take on the song like most of the songs are kind of stories like all for lane is a story um i mean piano man has a little you know a little story story about his experience i guess you could say and the people which i always thought, that's what I thought was cool about the song is the idea that it's about people and just little things about these random shows you could say but um longest time it's just it's up there with uptown girl where it's like it's a good song but i don't really like it at the same time it's just not a good yeah joke. i'm not big on it but i do like the acapella part like if i'm being honest i end up listening like my ears just focus in on that more than they actually focus in on billy joel in this song <laughs> no and me too honestly which is probably really a good thing honestly <laughs> yeah fair Okay, then we have at number six, we have Vienna. That was an unnecessarily long pause. (laughs) I think Vienna is my second favorite Billy Joel song. Okay, good. Good pick. (laughs) Good pick for second. Um, Well, what's your first then, actually? It's my life. Oh, yes. You said that. I think you did. You said you really liked it. Yeah, I think I did. I probably did. Um, yes, both. I, I, I like, I, I like that ranking. It's a good ranking. But yes, Vienna is just, I say it's a beautiful song. It's something I can just take a second to listen to. Like I really do. might kind of just listen to it. And even like the lyrics are really meaningful to me. Or yeah, I, just I actually have a few lyrics written down. Mm-hmm. So Go one of them it. is only fools are satisfied. Yes. Which is just yes. like, that's a killer lyric. It is. It is. It is a really good lyric. Um, what's the other one? Even just at the beginning, like, slow down, you crazy child. Um, you're so juvenile. ambitious for a juvenile, which is it's just an interesting... Yeah, honestly, with Vienna, because of my age, probably, I'm like, yeah, Billy Joel, he's singing to me on this one, is kind of... Right. Like, how I feel. I, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, my life in Vienna, I feel like kind of feel like teen anthems in a way as silly as that sounds or like i feel like my life oh yeah is almost like after you graduate i feel like yes definitely something that's what i was thinking about for sure is that um teen and you know young adult age like you're totally going to identify with my life in that in the way you want to in regards to your own independence and um it's just a great song but with sienna um there's another lyric like i I wrote another um, one down it's um dream on but all your dream your dreams won't always come true oh that's i go (laughs) that goes crazy it's actually a really good line i I kind of forgot about that it's i don't know i think this entire thing there's as the kids would say bars (laughs) (laughs) and um where's the fire with the hurry about and I feel like as a teen, it's kind of like, it sounds weird, but it's kind of an idea where like, at least my parents and my mom especially harped about like, enjoy your childhood, enjoy being a kid, won't be a kid for a long time. But you never like listen. And then they're like, never... go study. For yeah. <laughs> go study. <laughs> Do these summer workbooks <laughs> before you go out and play. That was. <laughs> I but, had those um, too. In elementary school, you? my parents made me do summer workbooks. Okay, I had to do the one for the grade ahead. Maybe that's how it's supposed to work. Same, oh, I yeah. That, I think yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, shut up. It doesn't make sense because you don't know 
how to do it. So we got the ones uh. from Costco. Yes, I was about to say. I was about to say. We got the ones from Costco with like the kids on them, and they had like it was just one color and then a little darker color for like the accents on it. Please yep. tell me we're talking about the same one. Oh yes, my gosh, are. are you kidding? No. The same parents. Oh my gosh. Bonus points okay. if they bought it on sale or with a coupon. Yes, yes. My mom will only buy things if they're on sale or with a coupon. Oh, shoot. My <laughs> mic apparently came undone, so we'll keep recording. It should be fine. Okay. Let's hope and pray. But, um, yeah, Vienna, there's just, there's so many lines. And I feel like the, you know, where's the fire with the hurry about, like, now that I'm, like, I'm going to be, Oh my goodness, I'm going to be 17 this week, which is insane. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, it... we forgot. This episode is coming out on your birthday. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't... Oh, I think you t- oh, yeah, you did. We talked about that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just like, I'm so used to driving now, but there was a time, 15 years of my life, or I guess, six, I, I didn't drive. I guess it'd be 16. Yeah, 16 years of my life, I didn't drive. And now it's such a normal thing. And it's just scary. I haven't like... driven in months, and it's terrible. Really? Yeah, I left my I'd car in St. George. Oh, you said that. I remember. I'm sorry. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just drive it here, but apparently there's like an ocean in the way or something. Oh, rats. Sorry. You mean there's, you know, no. Oh, it's like, you know, in Mario Kart, where the wheels turn. And you can like go anti grab. Wait, I am so sorry, water. but there is a person right outside of my window who is on a skateboard and he is using a branch to propel himself. <laughs> really? Yeah, like he's skiing on a skateboard. Are you... He just went down the hill. I can't see him anymore. I'm sorry. That was. Can you go check if he crashed? No, Five he didn't. Bucks, he crashes. Oh, dang. He's skiing on a skateboard. That's crazy. <laughs> he's skiing. Like like poles, you mean? Like he's using yeah, them, he, like, no, poles? no, no sticks from like a tree. They had leaves on them. This gets goaded. Oh my! Okay. Get him on the next episode. <laughs> I'm gonna like run, track him down right now. <laughs> hey you, <laughs> that'd be great. Bro um, probably has great music taste. Honestly, I bet he listens to like Chug Jug with you. <laughs> Wait, did I tell you what happened? Oh no! What? At my school's junior prom. They played a remix of Chug Jug oh, and yes! I wasn't there. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I am too, because I wasn't there. Yeah, Desert Hills, we, what did we do? We, uh, we played the uh, loser song from Cars. We played Fiend. Oh, okay, no, during the mini game, they played the, what's the song that plays? It's not Life is a Highway. Life the could lady be sings it. Not Life could be, shaboom. Oh my goodness, which reminds me, do you guys have singing Valentine's? Yes, unfortunately, okay. I got yeah, one. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I got like one. Like the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> yes, it's so bad because they make you sit up in front of class and they surround you in their little choir cult circle. And they, like, you know, obviously, you know, they sing to you. And one of the songs you can pick was Shaboom, which is iconic. It was, anyway, but as a dance, and they, I don't think they played Shaboom, or at least I got there late enough, I didn't hear it. They played Fiend, you know the tra- um yeah, the Travis. Song. Yeah, I do know. Which we were in a parking garage Weird. and we were shaking it because I guess it's supposed to be uh, earthquake it's geared for earthquakes. And we were literally shaking the building. 
Anyway, kid probably was chugging. I can't believe they played that at your school. I'm definitely going to request that for the next dance. <laughs> Hopefully they play it. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, yeah. so we're on to my life now. Ooh, banger. Good song. Yeah, this one's my favorite. And um, this is the one that got me into Billy Joel. Because, like, before, like, I liked Piano Man. Like, Piano Man was on my playlist. I think Uptown Girl was on my playlist. Still Rock and Roll to Me was there. And then when I heard My Life, I was like, this is like the greatest song ever. Like, I don't think that anymore. But at the time, I was like, this song is so good. <laughs> yeah. And okay, that's that's actually interesting. That's the thing I like, like what you're saying about like like liking it more later. I think that's like a lot like that for me with a lot of his songs not a lot actually and maybe this applies to a lot of different artists but you appreciate the song later and I think that's always cool like you can like the song but then like it even more later or have a different appreciation for that and I think my life kind of is that like as a teen or young adult you're gonna identify it gets like more meaning as you go but I think I think he was high when he wrote this song though Because he's he's got a line where it's like, they say you can't sleep alone in a strange place. Then they say you can't sleep with somebody else. Sooner or later, you'll sleep in your own place. Either way, it's okay. You wake up with yourself. I'm like, (laughs) what are you on about? What do you mean, man? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) He's not. I mean, maybe, honestly. Because then, I guess. What else? There's some other banger lines. Well, um, my favorite line is, I don't need you to worry for me because I'm all right. I don't need you to tell me it's time to come home. Like, yes, yes. that that's like the big banger line. Yeah. Oh, but then also, I never said you had to walk up to your second chance. I don't know why, but I just love that one, too. Yeah, it's another good one. Honestly, this is the whole song. I, I get why it's your favorite. It's just a great, it's a good song. And it's probably just a good song to describe, like, the average young adult or teen's life. And he's also being, like, so respectful, too. Like, it's a very respectful, like, like, instead of, like, screw off, it's my life, I'm not going to do what you say, he's like, don't worry about me, okay? Like, I'll be fine. Like, it's just a very polite version. (laughs) It's such a good way to put it, polite. No, and you're right, though, that's what's cool. And, like, I could never tell my parents, you know, like, in a, you know the songs that come like in a room. If I did, I would like, use this song because I feel like it's more respectful. Yes, my parents are big on respect in my household. Yep. So my perfect <laughs> song. <laughs> okay, this is actually interesting. I think respect is a lot bigger over here than it was like back in the states. Really? Yeah. Like on my first day here, I had like a dozen people like come introduce themselves to me, like shake my hand and stuff. Shake your hand. Yeah, and then they're also big like. This is funny, but it's my biggest ick is when people, like, kids, like, teens call adults by their first name. Here, nobody does that. Here, it's, like, all either Mr. Mrs. or, like, auntie. That's, like, you, like, always have to, like, address with respect. Okay. Okay, that's that's hilarious. I didn't realize that was, like, an ick for you. Because the thing is, is that, I guess, same, same parents, literally. My mom is super big on my friend's parents, anyone. It's Mr. or Mrs. You never address exactly. adults by their first name. You know, and so... Don't tell my mom okay wait gray this. area is when people call parents like oh so-and-so's mom like you know what i mean <laughs> so they'll, be like, they'll be like thanks bob's mom 
Like, I'll be like, hmm, that's gray area. Gray area. Some of my friends will say, like, when my, like, they'll say Mrs. Luke's mom. That's the one. They all say Mrs. <laughs> Luke's mom, which I think is fair. But a lot of my friends call the parents by the first name. And, and I don't, I'm sure because we were both raised on Mr. and Mrs., it feels weird. It would still feel wrong for me. I mean, my mom, my mom says now that I'm older, like, if they explicitly tell me, like, hey, like, call me by my first name, like, I prefer that, then maybe, or say miss, whatever. Like, I've okay, had some of my like, parents. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. I have, yes. Where he's like, uh, Miss Turner, and then she's like, just call me Elizabeth, and he's like, no. No. <laughs> he's like, how many times do I have to tell you? He's like, at least once more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that's 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 very interesting. The um, I guess the culture there that people say Mister and Mrs. and we're shaking hands. Another big thing. My mom's always like, "You need to have a firm handshake, no weak handshake." And so, that's so classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's really cool. I didn't know that. All right, so we're on to Uptown Girl now, which uh, you actually don't like this one. Well, I'm trying like think of it in my head i can't remember the song i'm just like uh, up to, up to, yeah um it's 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 a it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> to think of what to say because really it's just like it's just being simple it's, it's a good song but it's not a favorite and it's not top 10 and it's overplayed so okay i think that sums it up I really like it, but yeah, it's like way overplayed. Yes. Okay, next up we have Only the Good Die Young at spot number four. Okay, which I like that Wait, sorry, spot number three. Spot number three. Spot number three? Yeah, that's Only the Good Die Young. Sorry, I I miscounted at four. It's at three. Yeah, it's not a top five for me. I still think it's a really good I actually don't like this one. Okay, interesting. Like, and... I like the idea behind it, like, oh, only the good die young, so you might as well be bad, so you get a long life. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just not big on, like, the sound on this one. Um, That's fair. I mean, I think there's, like, part of that whole theme of, you know, do whatever you want, I guess, possibly. Um, like, because one of the lines is, like, what I was about, instead of crying with the saints, laugh with the sinners. Yeah, Something like good- that, yeah. right? Which is an interesting line, which I, I totally butchered it. But um, it's interesting. It's just, it feels like a food for thought song and not much more. It's a good song, you know, music, like most of the songs, he, com- he composes them, puts them together well. But I just, it's not, it's not a favorite of mine. It's still good and I'll still sing to it. And it's better to me than Uptown Girl and Longest Time. And it's still rock and roll to me, but it's not up there. So I, I get why you don't like it. Yeah, so that takes us to the top two, which we both agree are actually good. Yeah. So at number two, we've got She's Always a Woman. Yes, such a good song. Um, I mean, she, uh, like, it starts out like she can kill with a smile, you know, which I think, I think it's just really nice, the whole song, because it's this interesting, I mean, it's, it's weird because it's kind of like, on one hand, he's saying, you know, she's always a woman to me, you know, and but he's kind of talking about how she can kill with a smile and she can ruin with her eyes, right? Kind of these almost negative things. Yeah, it's the opposites. Like for every right. bad 
Odor's a great thing. Right. And so But I still love her is kinda like the theme of the song. Um, right. And it's like it was it talks about casually live, I think, and she only reveals what she wants you to see, which is such an interesting line. And I think that's kind of like more prevalent like in today's standard of dating in regards oh, to like online dating as weird as that sounds which is a totally different direction to take it but like people only reveal like generally with like they can hide so much oh it's like <laughs> huh no i was making a joke oh you have a lot of experience with that <laughs> that's crazy yeah i'm a tinder and mutual and uh <laughs> you know is used nowhere outside of utah <laughs> yeah um which i mean that was a weird way to take it i just think it's interesting that it can go in that direction or i i guess if you're looking at it in a modern sense but also in in general in 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 person just people you know at school you can find that in anyone probably i also thought she hides like a child but she's always a woman to me which is so interesting the contrast yeah really line. interesting like lines in this song um Oh, and she'll promise you more than the Garden of Eden. Oh, yeah, that was another great line. Yes. And laugh um, while you're bleeding. Well, and she'll carelessly cut you and laugh while you're bleeding. Which, yeah, it's red flag. And then she'll bring out the worst and the best you can be. You know, but then also she's still a woman to me. Yeah, so it's very, it's very interesting, the whole song, you know, and in a way it kind of sounds, it's, it's almost a, like a toxic relationship type of song. Right, like we yeah. do those all the time now, but I still think it's it's a very pretty song, you know, musically and the lyrics. It's a, it's another food for thought thing, but it's a good song. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at number two, but I am mad at number one. At number one, we have New York State of Mind, and uh, look here, I've been to New York. I love New York, but uh, West Coast, I, like. <laughs> I can't I can't stand for this in the one. West Coast for life. I've been to New York too. Um, I think definitely people. Wait, you should be more upset about this, aren't you? From SoCal. SoCal. <laughs> yeah, technically, yes, you're right. But so that's the thing. Um, nah, New York's just very silly now. It, it, I would need to be there <laughs> to be honest. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote like... that. New York's very silly now. <laughs> It's just it's 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 goofy. Like the only cool thing was like the Nintendo store. Okay, that's a lie. Central Park's cool. I can't say that. I, I'm not a nerd. Okay, I don't just like the game. You know, it's, you're like it's, I'll, I love I'll... the Natural History Museum. <laughs> okay, that was actually really cool. And I think I went to the, I went to the Met. It, it's it's super cool. It's much fun. I actually like going to museums. Great. So like not not to be dissing on the Natural History Museum. <laughs> Museums can actually be really cool. Anyway, New York has cool things about it. It's kind of, it's goofy. It's, it's kind of goofy now. Like, it, it's scary to go there. And um, obviously, I mean, he wrote this at a different time. But it's just... Also, he's from Long Island, so... Hmm. He's, like, pretty much talking about Long Island, not actually New York City. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but I do think it's a nice song. I learned the intro... You know, the beginning where it's just piano, I learned that on the yeah. piano because I really like that. And um, it, I wouldn't put it first, though. I think it's a great song, <laughs> even if it's about New York, but um, I still wouldn't put it at first. 
Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would put scenes from an Italian restaurant first. Yeah, that's a really good song. Which I'm surprised. Oh, you said you were looking for ones that weren't Piano Man or scenes from an Italian restaurant. Well, the list specifically said not Piano Man, but all of the other lists had like scenes from an Italian restaurant at number one. And I'm like, if I had a nickel for every person who knew this song, I would have one nickel. Like, so I'm like, I don't want to focus like on all of these deep cuts because like my listeners are going to be like, what are these songs? (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, we've come to the end of the list. And so we've also come to the end of the show. (laughs) So thanks for coming on the show. This episode, this was supposed to be like one of our first episodes. And then I kind of moved. So recording became difficult. So yeah, and I had mentioned this off the top of the episode, but this was originally my co-host. So when we were, so the first podcast I had planned was like, the we call we were like we were gonna name it after boba's or something we were kind of come up with a funny pun yes because once a month we'd need to have a boba and like talk and so we were like uh we talk a lot we should just like record that and then it would be a podcast so that was like the original idea then i had the idea for the double a podcast with austin and so neither of those podcasts happened but i was like i need to have both of them on melodramatic so we finally got you on the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, that, was, that was actually really fun. That went by super fast. And I'm glad I got to rant about a ton of random things. And um, this was a ton of fun. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. All right, guys, we will see you next week with our next episode. And if all goes according to plan, next week's episode will be on the Across the Spider-Verse album. See you guys next week.